The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This is Soulful Living on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Terry Williams. Hey, wherever you are in the world today, I welcome you to another 30 minutes of Soulful Living here at Empower Radio. My goodness, it has been the craziest six months for me. And so I decided today I would be my guest so that I could share with you some insight on how I've managed to get through the roller coaster of life the last six months. Um, I'm going to share a little history on me and in the process, a few ideas that I practiced in my daily life to really help elevate my soul. And included with these ideas, I'm going to share what I believe is the single most important piece to remember when looking to elevate your soul or make a difference for yourself, whatever you want to call it. And that difference, no matter big or small, no matter how stressful those steps may seem, hopefully what I share is going to help. For me, it comes down to stress and change. And they're about the same thing. Um, If time permits and my awesome producer Remy isn't pinging me to take two, three, two, one done, then maybe I'll share a couple of extra things too. But if you've been listening to me for a while, you probably know my history. And if not, basically it boils down to this. Besides an incredible family and three dogs, I am a shamanic energy practitioner and mystic. I really specialize in soul retrieval and soul soul coaching. And I have a business consulting uh, focusing on brand awareness, growth, a little podcasting. Obviously, I'm here on uh, podcasting on Soulful Living. I work in both ordinary and non-ordinary reality. To me, I have one foot in the earth plane and one foot in another realm. It's always changing. Um, But many of us, probably most of us here are struggling or suffering around something, loss, trauma, injury, Maybe it's work-related, relationships, personal shift, right, on any level. And this suffering, again, to me, is all based upon some type of change or trauma. And that creates a common bond for us, right? So we need to know that we are not alone and there are ways that we can ground ourselves so that we don't feel the roller coaster to the point that we want to sit on the merry-go-round, which I'm going to talk about in just a minute because it's kind of cute. Um, And for me, it's about focusing on the art of impeccable soul care. It's what gets me through this roller coaster. My husband likes to say that uh, change brings opportunity and it's always knocking. How are you going to knock, right? How how are you going to answer when it knocks? How are you going to respond to that change? Well, I'm saying embrace it instead of dread it. And moving through it might feel a little easier. This really funny thing, you know, I started at the beginning of the show and I said, crazy six months at the beginning of the year, I set an intention. I don't do resolutions, but I set an intention. I wanted to have more stability in my and structure in my life. Well, that lasted about 10 days. My mom fell on January 10th and needed 24-7 assistance, um, part of which I provided. Plus my grandson, 
needed someone to sit for him during the day, and that became me. I love that I could do both. However, juggling a family, husband, dogs, businesses, it was really, really challenging. And people kept asking me, how are you getting through this? How are you seeming so together juggling all of this? And again, I kept saying, impeccable soul care, impeccable soul care. People would make fun of me because I said soul care and self-care. People were resenting me because I said that. And yet it is what has kept me grounded. And I hope that it pieces of it will help keep you grounded because it's really important. Um, and here's a really good analogy. Last night I watched, rewatched the movie Parenthood because it happened to be on with Steve Martin. And Steve Martin plays this neurotic guy going through changes. And in one scene, he is complaining about life and his grandma who lives with him walks in and she starts telling this story. She says, you know, when I was 19, grandpa took me on the roller coaster. It went up and down and up and down. Oh, what a ride that was, she said. Um, she said, so she goes on and says, she always wanted to do it again and again and again. It was so interesting to her that a ride could make her so frightened, so scared, so excited, so sick and so thrilled all together. She said, some people didn't like it. They went on the merry-go-round. That just goes around nothing. I like the roller coaster. You get more out of it. And in my mind, when you embrace change instead of dreading it, you're going to get more out of life. And hey, I'm not perfect at it. There are times when change comes along and I am like, oh my God, let me out of here. If you get a chance though, watch that movie. It puts it in perspective and life is always changing, right? It's that ride. So how we show up, again, we have to embrace it. I say, listen to your soul's voice, right? I've learned to honor my soul, for me, through that art of impeccable soul care. Mainly, I'm learning to react to those low points of the roller coaster and the high points so that my stress levels are not quite as intense I mean, stress is inevitable, right? It's going to happen to us. So how we react is the key to living more in tune with our soul's voice. So how do I do that? I constantly remind myself of my main tenant. What you focus on multiplies, right? There's that what you see is, you know, what you perceive is what you're going to get. Um, you know, what you think is going to come back to you. Really, what you focus on multiplies. We are what we repeatedly do. So I have created soul supportive habits, which you've probably heard me talk about many times. You've probably heard people all over the world talk about it many times. But these are habits that elevate my soul. I'm far from perfect, right? I really suck at it sometimes, but I keep going and I keep learning to not beat myself up and to let go of more stuff because that's really what it's about too, right? It's just stuff. The Andean shamans call it hucha. It's hucha. Bury it in the mother earth. Let it go. Um, so grab a pen maybe, but here's a few of my practices. My, my first practice is to be fearlessly positive, right? I am magnifying my joy. I'm looking at the bright side. When I get consumed by a destructive, demeaning thought, because I do, I can be judgy. Just ask my kids, they'll tell you. Uh, we, I, I manifest that in my lives, right? So I come back to, 
what I think I become. And I start focusing on being fearlessly positive, right? It's easy for me to say this, but believe in yourself, right? Believe in your mission, your vision. You're not alone. You're not alone, right? I'm here saying that I'm doing that same stuff, right? But when you continue to believe in that, to see it, to embrace it, your life is going to naturally expand. Think about the times when you have said, oh my God, my life sucks. Well, guess what? Your life probably felt like it sucked. You can do this. You can say, it's, I can do this. I want to be positive. I'm going to start thinking more positive. Write things down around you. Get thoughts, you know, put positive quotes down. Amazing things can happen to you every day. Write it on your mirror. That's what I do right now on my bathroom mural. It says you are loved. So every time I or anybody else goes into my bathroom, they're going to see you are loved. Small things like that are the baby steps that are going to help you move out of that funky situation. I was listening to Matt Kahn this week who wrote the book. Um, I think it's everything is here to help you. Anyway, he said something like, what if you replaced your regrets with gratitude. What if you saw the benefit to an experience as opposed to seeing the negative, as opposed to seeing that sucky part, right? Which leads me to gratitude. Gratitude for all that is, right? Count your blessings. Count your blessings, as my friend David Franklin Farkasen and I say, right? Count your blessings. Make gratitude a habit. Um, 16 years ago, I had a house fire. Some of you may have heard this before. And I lost, we lost almost all of our belongings. It's just stuff. Um, nobody died. No animals were hurt. We lost our stuff. So for me, I looked at it as I was grateful for that opportunity to start fresh, right? Um, I left a dead end marriage. I created a life for myself and my children. And Two and a half years later, I married a firefighter. If I wouldn't have had that fire, chances are that whole story would be different. Well, not chances are, that whole story would be completely different. So my day literally starts and ends with a gratitude blessing or blessing. Um, I'm gratitude to spirit, God, source, love, whatever you want to call it. Gratitude for my life. Uh, today, somebody said, how are you doing? And I said, you know what? I'm grateful to be on this side of the flower bed. I mean, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the love in my life, for my clients, my colleagues, my community, my show, my producer, you know, everybody here. I'm so grateful for those things and so much more. So my thought would be for you to begin and end each day with thoughts that you're grateful. What are you grateful for in your life? Maybe it's just your breath. Maybe that's all you can summon that day is being grateful for your breath. And randomly throughout a day, I'll find more moments to be grateful for. Maybe it's just somebody that smiled at me. Gratitude is extremely empowering. My friend and colleague, Dr. John Biter, says... Begin with your waking thought. Every morning when you open your eyes, make your waking thought one that empowers you. For me, that's gratitude. And anything else that inspires you, because keep in mind, 
what you focus on multiplies. So wouldn't it be great to say, gosh, I'm just grateful for this day and open to what's going to show up. That makes me feel kind of emotional. Um, and love. Grateful for love. One of my key mm, one of my key paths for impe- impeccable soul care, my key practices, is loving myself. Um, love loving myself enough to take care of me first. Uh, most of my life, I've had what I thought was a great sense of self esteem, self confidence, self love, whatever you want to call it. Um, I at one point went to a a therapist who suggested that I um, look into various practices and shamanic practices was one of them. He also suggested I do a workshop based upon Harville Hendricks, Getting the Love You Want. And it included some really deep work on yourself. Uh, I jumped in and I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to dive in and do this deep soul work seeing that it, what I loved about myself first and learning how to appreciate myself and let go of some of the BS from the past. I mean, we've been pre-programmed to think of self-love as egocentric and narcissistic when in reality, you've heard it before, like how can we truly love anyone else if we don't love ourselves, right? Put your own oxygen mask on. Uh, Life is this huge relationship The first relationship is the relationship that we have with ourselves. So love, joy, happiness, soulful living, bliss, walk hand in hand. Real joy is that feeling of unconditional, consistent love and starts within. I mean, that's what we all want. We want love. Again, I'm on that roller coaster, though. I'm not perfect. Every day I'm learning. But I have that sign in my mirror that says I am loved. And when I get into a funk and I go in there and I see that, oh, yeah, that's my gentle reminder that, yeah, I am loved. Um, I was talking with a friend this past week and talking about how we felt like we were living what we called a life review. Many intuitives and psychics suggest that this is what happens when you die, when you cross over, that you do a life review, everything that you've done that you've regretted, yada, yada, yada. Well, me, I've been seeing things that I did, seemingly awful things that I've done that have left me with regret. And I was seeing them as if they were playing like a movie on rewind, right? What I'm learning is that I'm not those things, right? I'm not the past. I am love. And as Matt Kahn says, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything that spirit consciousness, my soul won't forgive and love regardless. So we are love. Um, One of the most uncomfortable ways yet deeply moving that I began to see myself through love was looking in the mirror. And I think I've talked about this on, on my podcast before. I know that I had Sark on and she really talked about it too, but was looking in the mirror and saying, I love you. Really just looking and saying, I love you, right? Um, Sark said, you know, she likes to wrap her arms around herself and roll on the floor and give herself a really big hug. Well, you matter. So start recognizing that. Write it on your bathroom mirror like I did. I love you, right? At first, to me, that felt really silly and uncomfortable. It felt ridiculous, like one of the most ridiculous things that I could ever do. But slowly, 
it became easier and easier until I really believed it. Once in a while, when my kids are in a funk, I remind them to practice this for at least seven days in a row. Like I'll whip them around and put them in front of the mirror and say, look at that person. I love you. Say it. Say it to yourself. Say it five, 10 times a day, as many times as you need to make it become your reality. Um, You might just begin to see yourself through the eyes of love, through the eyes of your soul, because your soul loves you. Your soul is the essence of who you truly are. And it is none of the BS and the garbage that we and our ego bring to this reality. Our soul and our energy is so much more than that. So practice it. Um, Another thing that I do for myself and gosh, probably for the planet that I began doing is I eat compassionately. And that sense of eating compassionately has really become embedded in my life and a part of who I am. Um, My husband was diagnosed with coronary artery disease like five years ago. He has blockage in three arteries and his cholesterol was off the graph. Um, Our physicians wanted him to take meds and which he did for a short period of time. And then we watched a movie. I'm just going to say it's the movie Cowspiracy. And for us, it was a wake up call. That was almost four years ago. And it was a wake up call on many levels. But I would say um, ethically, spiritually, and then physically, it has become more than a wake up call. It has been like our lifesaver. We began a 100% plant based diet. Um, And it's not just a diet. It's really a lifestyle. It's our way of living, right? So it wasn't easy. In fact, it was really, really hard to make that radical change. I went through kind of a depression, which if you guys know me, you you would think, what? How does that even happen? Uh, But I did. You know, I kind of felt depressed about it. I felt depressed about what I did to my body, what I did to other beings, what I did to the planet in a nutshell, right? There was just a lot to relearn. Another one of my favorite quotes is learn, unlearn, relearn. Uh, My yoga teacher shared that with me and I I have yet to look up where it originated from, but it's a great quote, quote, because we're always learning something. And then we realize, oh, that didn't work for us. So now it's time to unlearn and then it's time to relearn something else, right? Um, Anyway, Six months after we watched that movie, I too was diagnosed with coronary artery disease. My artery, they call it the widow maker. Like I get these pangs in my chest and I'm like, oh my God, am I having a heart attack? So to me, it's equally, or if not even more so important to practice these um, soul practices, this impeccable soul care, because I don't want to be the one that ends up with that heart attack. But anyway, um, Because of those lifestyle choices and getting my blood work done every six months to a year, I haven't had any significant changes in my blockages. However, my numbers are phenomenal. So I am not on medication either. My husband and I, neither one are on any type of medication. So it's been four years later and I just had my blood work done again from a new doctor and everything was absolutely perfect. So Taking some of these tools and incorporating them into your life are beautiful ways that you can uh, maybe even save your own life. I know this is what happens to me. Okay. And then I use, right? 
I use. I tell people I use. I'm a user. Okay, really, I'm a recovered alcoholic. Uh, or I would say on the verge of being an alcoholic. I've been clean and sober for almost 10 years, but I use. I use meditation. Meditation has been the single most significant practice of my life. Um, beginning with the guided meditation for over 20 years. The first one that I heard was this beautiful rainbow chakra meditation that aligned your chakra system and uh, brought in all the colors of the rainbow and infused them into your life. And I was hooked, man. I was hooked on meditation. It became like my drug, right? So I meditate every single day, sometimes two or three times a day. And when the temperature is over 30 degrees, I meditate in nature. I meditate with a lot of different tools. I use drumming. I use music. I practice the shamanic journey. I meditate in silence. I meditate in nature. Sometimes when I'm uber stressed, I can just simply close my eyes, put my hand on my heart, take a deep breath. And that to me is a, a meditation. It's good for my skin. It's good for my energy. It's good for my soul to be out in the sun. That is what gets me high. It gets me high on life. Um, and as my practice really deepened and I became more fully aware of how it was affecting my life, like those moments became longer, 15 minutes at a time, 20 minutes at a time. To me, it really was the foundational practice for elevating my soul. Uh, I use it by like tuning in to tune out the rest of the world, right? So whatever you do, find your place of stillness every day, whatever that looks like to you. There's many ways to meditate. As I said, you know, I journey, I use guided meditations. I offer workshops on shamanic journeying and meditation. I have an online program that guides you through the shamanic journey practice for 30 days. Um, and take care of your body. Take care of your body, mind, and soul. Your body is your temple here on earth. You can replace that judgment with compassion. You can replace anger with patience. You can replace fear with love. Remember, I am not perfect. I, I have all of these things that come into my life too, but they're more moments, right? So be silent enough to listen to your soul's voice. What does she want? What does, she, what does he want? By taking care of your body, your mind, and your soul, loving yourself first, you're going to become more in love with life. That love overflows into all beings, right? Returning to you over and over and over and over again. Everything in life flows easier with unconditional love as that's really who the core is. Um, the other day I posted a question on one of my groups asking what they practiced for soul care. The responses were amazing uh, refreshing and uh, full of love. You know, almost all of them said that they meditated or journeyed. They they ranged from salt baths, writing, connecting with the earth, which is one of my favorites, and the sun, right? Sitting in the sun every day, spending time with family, volunteering, walking in nature, swimming. I encourage you to find what resonates with you. Like, take a minute to listen 
to your soul's voice, you know, take a minute to get quiet and ask that question. Hey, what is something that I can do that's going to elevate my soul? Maybe it's going to be meditating. Maybe it's going to be journaling. Maybe it's going to be sailing. Maybe it's going to be swimming. Write it down. Listen to it and begin, right? Just kind of start doing whatever it is that came to you in that moment. And don't get caught up on whether it's your imagination or somebody else's suggestion. Who cares? If that's what came to you in that moment, give it a chance and practice it. And I want to leave you with this closing thought, right? Each of us contains within us the capacity to change the world, to make the world a better place. Start with you. Start with your own soul through creating your own sense of soul practices, right? That, that sense of impeccable soul care, taking care of who you are at the core, the essence of who you really are, realizing that in, in each moment, each smile can be an adventure, right? A celebration, a chance to live your soul's calling. You're going to make that difference for yourself. And that change is going to expand out into the universe, right? Love yourself. The world will love you more. Honor your soul. The world will honor your soul more. When you start stepping into paying attention to the essence of who you are, to that soul, and creating a space of impeccable soul care, your life is going to change exponentially. And why? Because what we focus on multiplies. What we, what we see, what we perceive, what we perceive about ourselves is going to grow. So if we start focusing on the fact that we are love, that we are joy, that our soul loves us no matter what, that's what's going to come back to us. So thanks, everybody. And uh, go on out and practice tuning into your soul. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.